Welcome to Rebel FM, episode 100. Again, uh, we Get tried... Get the introduction we, out of the way as fast as you can. We tried just now and it, it broke, so here we are again. I'm Anthony Gaius. <laughs> with, with me is Tyler Barber. Hello, Mesh everybody. Andrene and Hello. Arthur Geese. Hi, uh, <laughs> Hi, I played... Oh, you played cool. That's, um, letters. No, so, so what we were talking about, it was I immediately launched in. I want to talk about The Witcher 2, which Do I'm it. enjoying. It is a very brutal PC game. Kill you in a heartbeat. That's I believe what, Arthur said before the do. laptop it's shut PCS, down. It's a PCS PC game. Yes, it's I also PCS, compared it to PC Two game. Worlds too. You said you've never been as in love with autosave as you have been with yes. the Witcher. So that's 2. that's that's when I was. So now that we've of. caught you up on everything that um, was lost in was the previous, it was a yeah. a 1950s dance diagram of steps to get it installed on your computer because <laughs> it's a PC build. Yes, Jesus it, Christ. Um, but it's it's actually really cool. Like I think the combat is kind of frustrating at times. Basically, all what it comes down to is. You swing. You I just don't want to touch it. I don't want to fuck. You swing. Up. You block. And right. you cast spells, but that's right. it. So combat is like you know it's typical. Like if you're if they're blocking and you hit, you're stunned. If you're mm-hmm. blocking when they hit, you're they're stunned. Right. So you have to kind of wait for them to get stunned, get in a mm. few attacks. Um. I mean, is the, that is that it? Is that the only no, formula? But the Witcher also has like six runes he can cast, mm. and so on the fly you can be like, "I'm going to use like a force push rune. I'm going to use a rune where I can set someone on fire. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use a rune that like sets a trap to where they run over it and they get like stun locked. Mm-hmm. And these runes become the key to winning against multiple guys mm. because you kind of have to tie up some guys so you can beat the crap out of others. So mm-hmm. you have to prepare your battlefield. Yeah, you do, mm. and. uh what if you don't? And you know, I'm very early on. If you don't, yeah. If you just want to go in swinging, you will die. Like the oh, Witcher is. Right, yeah. The Witcher is an extraordinary person, but he's not a hero. He's not like a, a superhero. Mm-hmm. He he gets beat on. I would say your hits do just as much damage as their hits do to you. Like you know, mm-hmm. your health bars go down just as fast. <coughs> but if um, you're but if you're fighting monsters, aren't they stronger than a human? Well, a lot of times you're fighting humans. Oh, okay. At least in the parts that I played. Gotcha. Um, because so. <coughs> But it, you know the whole premise is that you're a witcher. You know you're you're like a. There are several of them in the land, but they are basically. I thought you were the witcher. You are the witcher yeah. of, of of witchers. Of this one town, but oh, there are several okay. witchers. Gotcha. But you, so, people don't really trust you. You know because you're like kind of like in line. You know, you have a connection with, like, evil and demons and stuff, mm-hmm. which is what makes you such an effective monster hunter. And you collect mm-hmm. cards with pictures of naked women on them. You don't in this one, as far <laughs> as I can tell, but I will say that it, in this game, at least, it seems like the Witcher is a uh, is kind of tied to a woman. He is, like, mm. not going around sleeping with a bunch of women. He is very much... Like, eco tied to a woman? No, he's, like, in a relationship, <laughs> it seems like. So, and I will say that, though, that within the first five minutes, I did see both boobs and vagina in the game. Oh, Okay. So and I, well, I good then. I'm buying that one. Day one, I asked him to clarify, and he said like bush, like yeah. not just like Im- indication of vulva, right? But yeah, yeah. The full Monty, <laughs> as it were. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. I like the game. It's or got, the full Mildred. It's got maybe. like it's kind of like a <laughs> the closest thing I think any other company's done to like a Bioware RPG in a way, where there's like dialogue trees and side quests, you know, and you run into the random person on the street, and there's mm. like the 
there's kind of like the Paragon or good or and Renegade, evil choices. Yeah. But but they're but they're not. I don't think there's like a like a stacking evil or good. Hmm. It's more like you just have certain options available to you depending on how you choose to go with the conversation. So mm-hmm. should you be a little bit more aggressive in the conversation with your answers, it'll give you an option towards the end where you can try and intimidate them. Uh, and, okay. And even though the option may get lit, it might not work. Certain right. people, you kind of have to feel out their character, and they might not be the type of person that will be intimidated. Either. Oh, that's cool. So you kind of have to yeah. decide, or you can. There's ones where you can basically use like basically some sort of Witcher kind of mind magic to try and like convince them that they should hand over something. So you're like a medieval Jedi. You, in a lot of ways, it is like being a medieval <laughs> Jedi. You know, because um, you already said like he has a force push rune, and now he mm-hmm. has like a mind whatever mind bending rune. Yeah, and you are out to just basically get justice and kill things. Nice. Um, but I think the world's really cool, and the game, mm-hmm. at least on the computer I work, is really good looking. Mm-hmm. Like it does some really cool things with light, and the voice acting, even though it's an early build, is actually pretty decent. And the story, I like the way that it kind of does a combination of storytelling through like Mass Effect style. You know, you play it. You know, you're going with all these dialogue trees, yeah, participating yeah, yeah. in them, developing that. But it also does these really cool comic book style, like cutscenes in between to kind of explain stuff. And you know, I guess it takes place. The only thing I will say is, if you didn't play the first one, so far I'm a little lost because mm-hmm. I don't understand how he came to like be where he is. Mm-hmm. You just kind of wake up in the beginning of the game and you're on a battlefield. Oh wow! And it never kind of explains. Is that. um uh is The Witcher just a PC game or is it a console game as well? So Originally there were plans. To do there was plans to do consoles, but I think mm-hmm. at this point. It is, that is like shelved until they figure something. I mean, Atari's the publisher, right? So I don't know how much risk they're going to take until they probably see how it does on PC. Interesting. Um, but also, Microsoft cert I think might have a bush clause. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure they're going to have to. Yeah, that is the thing about like making about making just a PC game. What is I will you can say push though boundaries. is that you know, in typical European fashion, since this is like an Eastern European developer, it's yeah. like. You know, they show bush, they show boobs, but the violence, like there's no decapitations, there's no severing limbs, there's mm-hmm. no gibbing of people. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's totally different standards in different areas of the world, you know, right. it's, the only it's always so crazy thinking about how it is with the, in the United States where we're such prudes about anything that has to do with the human body, unless it's being tortured and like, you know, destroyed violently. Yeah. And this game, mm, I, I have a hard on, I've never seen anyone get blown up or and he, you know, like even in like the when the Witcher does like occasionally, if you do the right timing and attacks, you'll yeah. do like a big auto kill, you know, and it'll kind of right. take away control briefly. But even that, it's just like it'll show like a slash across their face, and blood will hit the screen. Mm-hmm. But you won't. It's not like you'll see a head go rolling or anything like that. Right. Um, well, because they wanted to make sure it could sell in Germany. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that game has really a lot of potential. I mean, it, it's obviously very early. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I'm. I'm but I. It has crashed on me a few times, which is fine. It's an early build, right? Sure. It's just that the first game was notorious for being like buggy and kind of broken, like for a long time mm-hmm. after it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, they also released like a like a total graphical update to the first Witcher. Yeah, they they did like an enhanced version of the Witcher, which was like all the bug fixes and a graphical update. <laughs> right. So, I I still think that that game is going to be like one of those PC games that comes out and it has the potential to be really cool, but. Maybe no one will even yeah care. No one will care. No one will buy it. Yeah, I don't well, know. It's not necessarily true. Well, the the I mean, like I think a lot of the, the I think The Witcher isn't a household name, but 
not here, but know. I think in Europe it's a big deal. Right. I was yeah. So I mean, like it'll sell well enough. Yeah, but I think that's a. It is a really cool RPG. So cool. Far. Nice. I mean, and yeah, I and, never did play the first one. Everybody kept telling me that I should because you know people know that I'm an RPG fan and stuff. And like I've if, I've actually gotten messages from people on Twitter. Have you played The Witcher? If you like, like RPG no, stuff, man, it's pretty intense. I mean, yeah. there's alchemy, there's like crafting and all these things. It's like hmm. it's like crazy level where it's like every box crate whatever you can generally mm-hmm. loot and inside there will be things such as like a piece of string or mm-hmm. these sort of things that you can then use to craft all these tons of different items mm-hmm. there's, there's the skill tree is like four it goes in like a cross shape and it's like super elaborate wow i think that it's a super deep game yeah you know nice you, you have to like find schematics to then go to like uh like an armor crafter so that he can try and make it if you have all the components to make you this armor. Mm-hmm. So it's it's pretty elaborate. Yeah. I think That's that, cool. uh, that, you know, if, if people that have been waiting for a hardcore RPG, this is like going to hopefully kind of satiate them. Yeah, I'm down with that. Because this is definitely a game that is not pulling any punches yeah. to like try and make it less hardcore. Yeah, and you know, I love my Mass Effect and Dragon Age and stuff like that, but I, I love a good hardcore RPG too. Unless it's, uh, unless it's hardcore, you know, Unless, you know, you put systems in the game like uh, you have to get a leg of meat and then you have to cook that leg of meat over a fire for like two minutes before you can eat it. And then when you eat it, it only restores a small portion of your health. So you spend three hours cooking fucking meat. That's a little too hardcore. Yeah, no, and generally what I've seen in The Witcher is you find the components, you gather them, and then you make them into things. It has... Almost like an Oblivion vibe in that sense. Like, you know how in Oblivion you'd be running past bushes all the time? You'd be like, oh, I can gather this. And you yeah. just gather it. And then you <laughs> get into an alchemy place and be like, which one of these? I don't know what these go together. I'm just going to start mixing things. It's the same sort of thing. It, the funny thing is, though, is like in Oblivion, I I was obsessively collecting all of the plant life, but I never did a thing with it. I was just like, all right, I'm just going to put all these in, in my cabinet in one of my houses or whatever until, uh, until such a time as I feel like I want to take time out from the game to craft. And that's kind of pro- my problem with a lot of crafting in games in general is that I feel like I'm taking time out from the game to craft, not that I'm like playing a crafting game, you know, or on top of everything else. So uh, it's, I think for me anyway, if crafting becomes too overly complex, I'll just avoid it entirely. But, you know, I, re- I recognize that there are other people out there that, like, the deeper the crafting is, the better. And, you know, and I say this being a guy who, who like, loved Ultima 6 because it was such a, an incredible open world and you could go and get flour and water and make bread. And, you know, it was and it had an incredibly deep open crafting system. You know and where else I can do that? I guess that? I just don't do that Real anymore. Life. The grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> I know. In EverQuest, I was obsessed with making my dwarf a really good sewer for some reason. You know what I can't do at the grocery store? Fucking kill monsters. <laughs> um, PCS grocery up. store. It's a PCS grocery store. There's a monster right over there. <laughs> and then... Uh, but I got a quick save first. This week, people yeah. are also seeing Red Faction's multiplayer. I have and, heard this. And I've seen that. Um, yes. It's pretty cool. It's, yeah. it's, I mean, it, well, I mean, it's, it's nothing that we haven't seen before, right? It, what mm. it basically comes down to is it's horde mode done mm. in red faction. Mm. No more competitive multiplayer because they found a lot of people didn't play it. Yeah. And so they wanted to just do something cooperative. Cool. And, uh, but it's like the, it's a horde mode versus all the aliens and stuff that they've put in. 
And having played it, I will say it is hard, but still actually pretty fun, especially when you play some of the other modes where it's, um, where you're like challenged to hold a position for a set amount of waves mm. because the whole point of it is that, you know, with the ability to have everything blow up, you're, but you also have the ability to repair. So it's like this balance between making sure that you have guys in the right place to sit there and kill the aliens and also having guys that are basically just playing like the role of a medic in Team Fortress or something wow, to a building. Yeah. Building stuff. Yeah. Um, That's cool. Yeah. I like that. I just think, it, it, to me, it was it was a... It was a. I played it and I had a lot of fun. Yeah, I think that that could be a really good fun solution Definitely. to having multiplayer and making it to where you don't want to just immediately yeah, kind of yeah, get yeah. rid of it. And also this week, I I mean I went and I saw it. I, I played Infamous too, mm. um, in Seattle. Cool. Yeah, I I only did the little bit at GDC. So what's the uh, what's the rest of the game like? The single player, I I was really bored with what I played just because they had, mm. uh, they had was it like the very beginning turned or something? On. Oh yeah. And so, Dude, I hate that. And so like, when they had I hate going to a press on, event and they have like God mode turned the de- on. Yeah, the demo just had invincibility, and it was. And so the whole time I was like, ah, I'm not as thrilled fighting this gigantic monster yeah. when I know it will never kill me. Yeah, exactly. Um, I and do like the. They've use put, your imagination. I've put in a lot of very, more varied <laughs> abilities in Infamous. Like, yeah, I think that that makes it pretty cool. Yeah, but uh, the what I really was psyched to see was the user generated content stuff. Um, yeah, that's what I got to play with at GDC. Did you actually get to use it at all? No, they it? only demoed it to us. We yes. we got to play some levels that were or some scenarios that were made in the user generated uh, in the I don't know what. Yeah, you the call beta it. for that is now live, so people are making stuff right now. exactly. And then like people who make really excellent stuff are going to be included in the release of the game. So what I like though is the way that that's you, cool. you do it is so cool. The way that you can basically pause anywhere in the single player, do it anywhere, yeah. Go into the editor and then you just drop these little circular nodes. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that when you're creating these logic chains of what you want your scenario to do, that you actually have to connect literal physical cables between them. And it's really important the way you sequence them. Like for instance, I had one that was like I wanted to be a, a basically a wave defense. You fight off waves of enemies. Mm-hmm. So I used their template, dropped it in, but I only wanted Cole to have his most basic shooting power. So to do that, I had to drop in a logic thing that said, uh, remove all of Cole's powers. Then I had to drop in another logic thing that said, give Cole this power. Om- this power. Oh, but if you, right. you know, the first time I did it, I had no powers when I jumped in to play test it. Because you did it in the wrong because, order. Because I dropped in, give Cole his one power, right. take away all his powers. It's like right. object-oriented programming. Yes. Yeah. And, it, and so... It's but it's really cool and 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 I played a couple of the user generated levels and some of them are so crazy, like <laughs> I just think that uh, that there's you know it's one of those things that I doubt I'll ever do myself because mm-hmm. I'm not patient enough, but I really want people to make things for me. Just like Little Big Planet, I mean, like just Little like Big Planet, Planet had fucking amazing levels, and I really love the fact that uh, the whole remixing feature they have, where anybody's mm-hmm. level that you decide to play, you can open it up in the editor. Right. See how they made it, turn it into anything you want. And even if you upload it mm-hmm. again, you couldn't just take credit for it. No matter what, if you no. go into someone's thing, take it and start adapting it, it will always say like Anthony's level as a, as originally envisioned by Arthur. Right. You know. Um, and that that's a, you know, being able to remix other people's levels is such a great idea for how to do it. I mean, I remember back in Warcraft three days. You know, uh, I loved playing uh, uh, mods. You know, map mods. And you'd see it all the time, you know, you'd see like 
even when Defense of the Ancients first came out, it was like Defense of the Ancients, Defense of the Ancients, whatever edition, Defense of the Ancients version, whatever, whatever by so and so, you know, because people would just you had anything that was available on Battle.net, any of the maps, you could you could remix any of them. Yeah, and I they, think it inspires creativity. They want collaboration to be a big deal too. Like mm. some people that have a really good idea but they can't figure out how to finish it, mm-hmm. they encourage people to upload like basically busted levels and mm. let someone else take it over and finish it. Cool. Um you know, and and not all the levels are like really clever uses of story and stuff. Like one of the guys <laughs> right. that was there that was one of the QA testers, I saw him make a level and all it was was he created like 60 pedestrians on a rooftop (laughs) and made it so if you got anywhere near them they would have like zero weight and you would have like a shockwave come at you that would just launch them (laughs) so that was like his whole thing was like you would just run to this rooftop and like a hundred people would just go flying (laughs) (laughs) or they just added in a catapult uh-huh. So he was like making it to where anytime you would go near this guy, he would just go flying out of a catapult, <laughs> <laughs> like just silly shit. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, so and the you know, and these missions do give experience for mm-hmm. the game, like to level call up, right? But they've made it to where you can only ever do any mission once for experience, uh, specifically because yes. I asked him, I was like, man. This is going to be like Team Fortress 2 achievement box. Like the second they announced like <laughs> a new class gets this, if you get all the achievements, everyone just creates those mods to be like yep. achievement grindings. But yeah, that's their solution against. It. I think it's it seems pretty cool, and the, although they'll always be optional, you don't have to do them. Mm-hmm. But to me, I, I thought that that was one of the cooler parts of Infamous because the rest yeah. of it, I was like, oh, it's more Infamous. Yeah, not that I'm still cool. never gonna. I this still bums me out that I'm never gonna get a lot of those medic achievements in Team Fortress. Because that was the first class that they did, and the achievements were way harder than any of them that they ever did for the other classes. And so it's like, and Medic was always the Team Fortress class that I played, and there's just some that I'm just like, I am never going to get this. Can you buy them? Or is it only through achievements? I'm sure it's only through achievements. Yeah, see, Steam's, Valve's never quite taken that route. No. Do it through achievements or buy it. Right. <laughs> I mean, now they do have an item marketplace, though. They do. But um, you still can't buy the achievements. And and it wouldn't make sense if I could suddenly just buy the medic achievements because there's so many people out there that have them legitimately at this point that it's like it cheapens what they did. I mean, oh, well, achievements specifically. I mean, I don't know yeah. anything where you can just buy achievements. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was just saying buy an item straight up. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm Even sure if they I gave you an achievement the that items. said, like, I'm a horrible cheater. Right. Like that. <laughs> no, I just... I, there's just some achievements that I thought that I would get and then I just couldn't play Team Fortress enough to get them. Anyway, um, that's neither here nor there. My current high score in Tiny Wings is 88,000. That's all. Really? What have you been playing, Matt? Uh, I have been so hard at work ever since we launched the magazine last week that I honestly haven't played anything. Boring. I know. Super boring. All I've done is like hop into Carcassonne matches on my iPad and do a couple moves and then move on. Is that game worth $10? I think so. Okay. That's the only thing. Is like, you know, for an iPhone game. Yeah, that's the reason I've it's never an bought an iOS game because it's like ten bucks. I know, I know, uh, it is. It's expensive, but like I've been having a great time with it. Like uh, we'll bust out the iPad and play, you know, play around Robin style. But then it also has asynchronous uh, network play, and you can have, you know, we'll have like a three or a, anywhere from a two to four person game going, and you just get a little notification pop up when it's your turn. Oh. It's hmm. cool. I I really really enjoy it. The one app that I have been able to play, I know this isn't an app show, but I just got to make a shout out to the DJ app. It actually is worth 20 bucks. 
20 bucks. I know. I know. Like it's so it's so funny how, you know, we're getting into like real software territory. Yeah, right exactly. And but that's just it is the the DJ app. It feels like real software. <laughs> it it feels like something that okay, I can see why this is worth 20 bucks. Yeah, but you can't spend money on that. You've got to pinch your pennies for final cut. I will say an iOS game I know. that I'm excited <laughs> for. It was one that I read Arthur's brief news story about. The Dreamscape game. I don't know. It looks kind of interesting. It's like I the next game, game that uses Unreal. It looks uh, like another pretentious adventure game. Hmm. I like uh, uh, I like pretentious adventure games. Well, that's that's what I was thinking. Right I was thinking because I am pretentious. Yes, totally. you're so pretentious. Um, Tyler? Yes. I have played two exciting games to talk about <laughs> today. Please, Tyler, do talk about them now. So uh so the first game I'll talk about it's it's a game type I've never played in my life but yeah. really Spit it out man but it is a lot of a lot of fun and it's really it's up my alley very much like you know Matt and so I've been playing along with the Valve Potato Day Arg like oh, pretty nice. close, like very That's awesome. It's obsessively. Not, I wish I had time to do that. Not arg like Charlie Brown. Yeah, it's arg. <laughs> so, 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 if you're not aware, even if you are aware, there's I'm probably aware. a lot that you still don't know. Mm-hmm. So, just to catch people up, just from a ground level, an arg is an acronym for alternate reality game, mm-hmm. and these these have been popular for about a decade, I guess. I would, yeah, I would say. like if you if you Google "I love bees" when they did that around you know the the was it that was it Halo or yeah. Halo Two? Halo Two. It was Halo, Halo Two. It was the first big ARG post yeah. AI. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. had an ARG called the Beast. Some oh, some other that. things like uh, Nine Inch Nails had some ARGs like mm-hmm. Cloverfield ARG movie. ARG. Sorry, ARG is fine. I, I, it's just quicker Let to him say. say it's quicker to say. Say ARG. Um, they're actually turning that ARG into a uh, series on HBO. The Halo one? No, the Nine Inch Nails one. The Year Zero album. Yeah, that's right. Oh, really? being turned yeah. into oh, a TV wow. series. I had um, no idea. Totally. That's awesome. HBO of all places, too. Perfect home for Trent. Yeah, so, really. So the whole, the whole thing with the Valve... You're on first name basis. Now Trent. that he's a Grammy Award winning recording artist. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole Valve Or an Oscar winning recording artist. That's, <laughs> that's been going on. Took, has has taken place since they released the potato sack um, game games, bundle yeah. over Steam, yeah. Yeah. which included thirteen. Uh, uh, the tagline is sort of uh, underappreciated indie games, mm-hmm. you know, um, and included games like Ah, uh, mm-hmm. something for Gravity. We talked about it here on the mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Uh, include uh, Defense Grid, The Awakening, which mm-hmm. we all love, The Ball, and basically. You know, Valve Valve released this package, and uh, people started looking into the updates of the games and started noticing funny things. Mm-hmm. And one thing led to another, and it's like, holy shit, we got a full on scale game going. Yeah, like like there's a the the Bit Trip Beat one has a uh, has uh, like a portal level in. Yeah, it. well, well, so there's been three phases throughout this whole thing, and right now we're in phase three, and mm-hmm. it's really sort of. It's coming to. It looks like the end of the uh, of the ARG is near. What is it though? What the fuck is it? I don't get it. So it began when uh, people started to discover, uh, for example, in Defense Grid Awakening, that there was like a text adventure game inside of it. 
and and that like text adventure game was asking for like 100 recruits and so it was all like a process of finding out what that game means what how, how do you become a recruit a recruit and you know and so and so I was like following the wiki and I was on the what they call the IRC channel mm-hmm. I guess the chat channel and just mm-hmm. watching it go live and it's just it was really cool I've I've never experienced something that um it has a finite time to solve, you know. Yeah. Once, you know, I, I was in the chat room when many big breakthroughs occurred. I'm gonna punch you in the nuts. though. what the fuck is it? <laughs> it's a whole, whole bunch of breadcrumbs. And so, to what? To portal? To, is to it portal. To portal? It connects to portal. Okay. Exactly. The, the yeah. main thought is that <laughs> Portal Two is gonna release early on Friday if we can complete the ARG. In time. Well, fucking get on it, nerds. Thank you, Tyler. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, get on it, nerds. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's been extremely interesting watching all the all the the sorts of things. Like j- just watch, just watching some of the, the the ways the community adapts to the challenges. Mm-hmm. For example, um, a bunch of the games people started to discover that they had zip files hidden inside them, <sighs> and. So part of the process was finding the password to unlock these zip files. They and were once password encrypted too. Yes. <laughs> and then so once we got that done, Man, people cracked the last portal ARG like fucking that. Yeah, mm. the, the phase one took a long time, but two went really fast. But um, and and, and so once they had the files cracked, this I, is actually why Anonymous stopped hacking the PSN because they wanted to figure out the portal ARG. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where they all went. Yeah. Oh my god, that would be awesome. So yeah, and then we would bring in these uh, TGA files into Photoshop, and in the alpha channel, and so and it would be like Portal Two concept art, like mm-hmm. really weird looking stuff. Hmm. And in the alpha channel, there would be a photograph of a f- real life physical location in Seattle, and people are mapping these locations. And this part of the ARG isn't solved. All through the art, all through the ARG, there are clues that say that talk about connecting the dots, and all these um, image files have um, these physical locations in Seattle. So there's a Google map that mm-hmm. everyone is sharing that has all these like places pinned, Do but we don't know anything? what it makes. Yeah. Well, has any, is there anyone local that's in Seattle that can physically go to? Oh, people! Places? Oh, ho, oh, people I'm sure, the, yeah. dude. At, well, at first we thought that it was going to be you take the three locations because, and then you would triangulate it, and you needed to go to the center. So people were actually live streaming. <laughs> like filming like, and I was watching it it was so exciting you know that's it was, cool it, it, it was really neat you know I felt you felt like you were part of the Da Vinci Code dude yeah. I, I, I love I love ARGs yeah. man for exactly this reason like I wanted to be a part of this one so bad it, but here's, running a business here's thing the analogy the I felt I felt like I was sorry I dropped my head again I felt like I was wa- I'm watching Lost all over again <laughs> but it's not up to the producers to film the episodes and make them it's up to us to find them I think that's what's so exciting about it because everyone. It's a game. It's a collaborative storytelling yeah. process. Boss, it was just up to the viewers to make sense of anything that was happening. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and, then, and then the creators would be like, "Oh yeah, that's what we meant." Yeah. <laughs> oh, totally. No, totally. I, is, I wow, like you guys are really sharp. But, uh, <laughs> so what you're saying is, there's some dudes out there who haven't slept in like four days who are just pounding uh, no, Red Bulls. No, no, no. Try, play. try a good week. <laughs> it's been going on a while. So, but, and the reason why I asked you about, and so I asked you before we started recording about zombies, this board game you had zombies, yeah. and Matt, you were showing me Car- uh, Carcassonne. Carcassonne. Yeah. There, there were some emails that some of the people who are participating in the ARG received, and they had one of them had this image that 
dude, it was pro- it was probably like twelve pixels by seven pixels, <laughs> and and me and probably th- two to three hundred other people stared at that photo <laughs> for a good twelve hours, <laughs> and somebody uh-huh. figured out it was a photo of zombies, the board game. Whoa. So fucking weird. That is some I don't know, maybe they're located in Seattle or something. Yeah. I don't know. There there are other board games and, and the whole thing is it ties into the scientists in the aperture science. They, mm-hmm. the, the, this is an actual scientist in the Portal universe playing these games. Mm-hmm. And and it's like the the ARG has now gotten to the point where quote unquote GLaDOS has infected the developers' Twitter streams of all 13 indie games. And, like, GLaDOS <laughs> is, like, sending messages. And, um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy. It's this crazy. Is like, a job. It's getting insane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really, no, really, really interesting and cool. And it, but, that, but, I mean, that's just it, is that there, there are companies that all they are are ARG designers. Well, but I would just like hired. to outsource the task. What I don't get, though, is... is yeah. Is how did people? Why do people think that it, it culminates in the game coming out early? Like what? What? There's pl- there. There are a lot. There are actually a lot yeah. of clues. There are clues. You know, pe- people have different theories, um, and you know, and 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 you want to weigh the likelihood of each one. And the thing is, there's several references to Friday, like the date, maybe like it's 04. a demo. Could be a demo. Oh, that, that that is another idea. That it's a demo. You know, there's also another date. In the middle of May, several times. Like, what the fuck is that? I just feel like EA, who is the publisher for this game, would not think it was cute for, for the Valve game to, come out to early. throw everyone but a bone EA for solving partners, the ARG. Though. They're not right, but they still ha- they know. sign an agreement. Like I don't they're legally right. binding contract. Yeah, not, but I mean, I like don't know this, what the contract is. But that's that's <laughs> no just idea it. Like, contract. Yeah, but that's you just know? it. Is that they're not gonna like. If uh, if the game did come out early on Friday, then all of that stuff was pre-negotiated. And sure, right. Yeah. But I I don't yeah. think it, like the the people I've talked to at EA, like the people I got to know EDA, if Valve came up and said, well, we want to do an ARG where if they figure it out, we'll release the game early, and the EA people would be, are you fucking crazy? I I doubt it. I d- you know I think Valve could totally what do that. sort of think about this, but and and here's the reason why they would let them do it, and I'll give you one this is why reason. Why every PR rep I've ever met on a partners game looks tired all the time. <laughs> yeah, I'll, 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 give, I'll give you one reason why EA would do it. Episode three, because they want to publish that bitch. That's why they're probably already going to publish that bitch. Well. It could be the carrot on the stick that Valve has. They've been nothing but an awesome partner for Valve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. And, and, and which is why I, I think it's realistic to think that that's sort of one of the conclusions. It, uh, a, a lot of other people think, you know, some more cynical-minded people think it's going to be like the announcement of um, Dota 2. And, and when I say cynical, people are people present it as that's like a bad thing. I'm excited to see Dota 2. Yeah. You know, defense I mean, in comparison to Portal 2 releasing early or Half-Life 3. <laughs> right. Yeah. Fuck Dota. I yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, I understand that. That's fair. I totally do not think it's Half-Life 3. I do not think it's Episode 3. You know. No. It's, I don't <laughs> think it's that. Yeah, it was funny. There was a uh, a mail that went out. There's a, a lot of my old friends and stuff from uh, working at GameSpy back in the day. We we have like a an email list, and you know everybody's on Facebook and stuff like that. And somebody 
um, somebody posted about how like, man, I can't seem to get away from these portal advertisements. And, uh, the, this one guy wrote back, he's like, uh, I wish I could, I wish I had enough money so that I could put a bunch of advertisements on buses that say, fuck portal two. Where's episode three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm really excited for portal two. Oh dude. Um, yeah, me too. And like, I actually don't care about waiting for episode three. I just want them to make it as good as they possibly can. No, I'm tired of waiting for episode three. God really? Damn it. I don't care. Four years i'm fine with it whatever Four. At, at this point cool. it's not worth at this point it's not even worth putting that kind of nerd rage into it you know there's no reason for it i mean especially when you have plenty of other games to play all the time when did the first half-life come out uh i would say yeah well, i would say eight and I, and I guess like the last thing i want to say about it is the phase three which is sort of like the coolest neatest phase that everyone can play along with now mm-hmm. is that each of the game has very explicit portal levels like for mm-hmm. example the ball is mm-hmm. like all straight up in like it it has it's like the portal 2 art style where it has a lot of foliage mm-hmm. inside november 19th 1998 uh, like killing floor, killing floor two has a portal stage, you know, mm. every game has a portal, portal stuff in there. That's really cool. Game ass game. Um, okay. So outside of fucking batshit stuff, <laughs> <laughs> I played another. I played another real ass real game. What did you play? I played this game called Anomaly, and what it's called is quote unquote tower offense. Oh, this is that Warzone game. Yeah, Anomaly Warzone Earth. Uh, I, um, a friend of mine gifted it to me on Steam. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm I'm a big fan of tower defense games. And so that this is that this sort of like turns the tables is interesting. And so what it makes what makes it quote unquote offense is the enemies are the towers and you are the horde for mm-hmm. lack of a better word. I guess you play as the horde or you play as one guy in the horde. You, so you, I, their control scheme is really really smart. So basically, you're one little marine on the ground, and the graphics look really nice. Like mm. they're actually good graphics. Um, it's cool style. The graphics. Um, graphics. You're you're a single little bitty marine on the ground, and there's like a road to you, and you're basically always commanding a convoy of vehicles. But you can all. So far, it looks like you can only carry up to six vehicles in your convoy, and your vehicles are where you have the varied attack and uh, defensive sort of um, abilities and mm. the cool thing about the control scheme is that since you're a little soldier you can run all over the battlefield to like pick up power-ups as they drop like so when you destroy a tower it gives you power-ups that you can use to um, help reinforce your convoy for example um, you know if if you have a some convoys that are hurt you can throw down your um, your medic little pack thing like your repair pack and it basically throws out a uh, a big circle and anything in that diameter gets repaired so are mm. you just one convoy though like it's not like you're it, it's not like other tower defense games where if we were on the ups, opposite side there's just waves and waves correct there is just your one convoy okay. and so the and so the way they make that interesting is the levels are typically pretty uh, they're pretty big and and so there's this whole other screen that like pauses the action that you you get an above view it's like an abstracted map and hmm. you plan out your your convoy's route because the whole thing about like the whole currency of the game 
uh, really wants you to focus on being really efficient with your route. Like, so you want to get through the level quickly, but you also want to destroy as many towers as possible. Mm. So it's like you have to balance, you, you know, you have to balance like, you know your convoy is going to do good here, but you're also going to have to like take out a certain amount of towers to be able to repair them to take on this next you, group of towers. Are uh, you actively shooting yourself, or is your convoy just kind of doing its own thing? So that's the one, th- my biggest criticism is, why didn't they give you even a little machine gun? You don't shoot mm-hmm. at all. So mm-hmm. you basically are just there as like a tactical advisor, getting them into position, but not participating directly in the battle at all. So the way you participate in the battle is you use power-ups. And, and, and you also manage them. You, you manage the order that they're in. So, like, you put your heavily armored vehicles at the front and, like, your vehicles that are strong but kind of weak in the middle. And, you know, and they even have, like, shield vehicles where it'll shield the front and b- building and, and the vehicle in front and the vehicle behind it. Right, but so you don't have any way to do direct damage. You have no way to do... Well, you, you get a, an airstrike ability. So you have four abilities. There's the heal ability, which throws down a little green circle. There's smoke. Which, when you throw down smoke, it doesn't actually put smoke on the screen, but it um, puts down a big yellow circle. And anything in that circle, um, basically the enemy towers will miss fairly often. Mm -hmm. And then you also have a decoy power-up, which is really useful. It basically puts down a a decoy, Mm -hmm. and all the towers will focus on that. Mm -hmm. And so with that in, in a combination of your airstrike, uh, that's how you're sort of working it. Which is like, you know, even if they would have given you guns that don't do any damage at all, because there, there is a little bit of downtime, and they, in, and they have the speed up button, you know, like good tower defense thing games do. But I would just, you know, I would just think that, yeah, just give me a little machine gun, or yeah, <laughs> even guns that I can collect, even if they do piss for damage. Or let you take direct control of one of the convoy. Yeah, like jump in and yeah. grab a turret, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but still, it's uh, it's it's fun. I'm I'm enjoying it. Um, it, dude, the, the the first level takes place in uh, Baghdad, and then the because it's like an alien invasion sort of scenario, and the uh, next level is in Tokyo. And oh my god, dude, the Japanese accent is so egregious. Oh, oh no, it's really bad. <laughs> is it like are we uh, talking like South Park egregious? Or yeah. Something? Uh, wow. Yeah. Like uh, like Freedom Force. Freedom Force in the Third Reich. Yeah. Oh, that was really bad. oh wow! <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's actually about exactly what it's like. <laughs> so anomaly, it, it it is a good game, and I you know I really think it's a cool <laughs> a, a flip on the on the genre. You know, and maybe I just haven't gotten far enough. Maybe you do get a machine gun. Mm-hmm. Does it look? It even looks like you're holding an invisible machine. <laughs> you know, how, like you know the old gears would sometimes uh, your gun would disappear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They look like, like that. that. Yeah. That's really funny. But yeah, those are my those are my two games yeah. that I'll be playing. Does Arthur play games? Arthur has played more games than everyone in this room put together. Whoa! Wow! Ever in all of history? Probably. I find that hard to believe. I'm that much older than you. I was referring to this week over the last. Eight oh, days. now I, I get it. Games I just didn't talk about. It. Yeah, because they were awful. No, because everyone's heard about Mass Effect plenty, and uh, I've been playing through that again, and a bunch of iPhone games that babies don't want to hear about. Babies. <laughs> <laughs> now you went to Captivate. I did. Tied. Was see, was there good um, stuff there? Did you uh, see Raccoon City? Some of it. I did see Raccoon City. I did not play Raccoon City, but I saw. Raccoon how does that? City. How is that looking? Like SoCom with zombies. <laughs> <laughs> 
better this how does that work because in socom you're such a badass and you're not controlling like an asshole so right it how, looks like socom with zombies so the zombies, zombies just stand no chance resident evil 2 zombies well there are a lot of them uh. <laughs> and also bioweapons show up oh. hmm. so at one point like you'll be at a certain point and then oh hey it's a hunter so does that? Or, does it have? Oh, a st- hey! Fucking umbrella dropped in a tyrant, and now it's not doing what we thought it would. Does it have a story, or is Surprising. it more like mercenaries mode? No, it definitely has a story. Oh. Um, but it's like an alternate story. Like it's not going to be canon because it seems like you can kill Leon Kennedy, <laughs> oh. <laughs> which is kind of a problem for Resident Evil Four and probably right. Six. Oh, that's really funny. Um. But yeah, I mean, it, they didn't let anybody play the campaign stuff because, like, during the demo, there's definitely a point where they're like, the tyrant drops in and it shows people firing at it, and then, oh, and that's where our demo's over, and they just like flip the input on the TV, and you're like, oh, so that's where the demo's broken. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's as far as they got. Yeah. Uh, sorry, guys, where the vertical slice stops here, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and they're like, well, this isn't actually a level. This is just like stuff we threw together to demonstrate, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a it's a class based game of Eastern European accents <laughs> and strangely matched abilities. Hmm. Uh, but I don't know. It could be interesting. You can move and shoot at the same time. Uh, I saw Resident <laughs> Evil uh, Resident Evil the Mercenaries for 3DS where you could also move and shoot at the same time. Wow, and, and that's that, the one that that's more encouraging. Mode. Yeah, it's more encouraging because it's basically just Resident Evil four and five by Capcom people where you can move and shoot at the same time. Right. So you got to figure by Resident Evil 6 you will be able to move and shoot at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Don't go back. That's not what they want. Um, I played Dragon's Dogma which was the game that got announced last week Mm -hmm. uh, which is sort of like Oblivion plus Monster Hunter plus Lost Planet 2. (laughs) <laughs> Anthony's asleep already. I watched how much you played Oblivion. Hey, Oblivion part was exciting with the other two parts that I was like, <laughs> like there were there were parts in Lost Planet too that were cool, like the giant monster fights are kind of, can be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, every huge monster involves some ridiculous thing that you're going to have to do to kill it. And in this case, the example they let us play was you go out to a field full of like goblins and you're fighting them, and then there's a griffin hmm. circling overhead. And then the griffin comes down and you need to kill it. Hmm. Um, so you can do things like set it on fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can run and have a party member vault you up into the air to land on top of it. Wow. Um, like you can grab, there's a, a grab button. Mm-hmm. So like if you hit jump and then grab, you will jump and then grab onto the griffin and then start crawling your way around it. Hmm. Uh, like even, that includes hanging from its belly or slowly crawling over its neck onto its back, which you mm-hmm. might want to do because you're less likely to fall off. Mm-hmm. while you're stabbing it repeatedly with a knife. Wow. Um, that's really cool. That's, seems- that's what I like. That that actually, it kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, those scenes in God of War where you're like uh, jumping from flying creature to flying right. creature. Except and- that none of this is quick time. All this is all yeah. real time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. It's a little know. bit more like it's, Shadow of the Colossus maybe. It's just, it's currently in really rough shape. Mm-hmm. Like there were no options at the pause menu, for mm-hmm. example. Couldn't invert my sticks, so that was kind of annoying. That's well, that's because you do it wrong anyway. Dragon's Dogma. <clears throat> Dragon's Dogma. It's it got the worst name in history. Yes. It's really terrible <laughs> yeah. voice acting. D and D. I don't know that I've ever <laughs> played a Capcom game with good voice acting. Now that I think about and it. everyone's just thinking. yeah, everyone's thinking. <laughs> <Chris>. um, <laughs> 
Yeah, I guess Dark Void had okay voice acting. Yeah, that wasn't done by a Japanese developer. That was Airtight, right? Mm. That did that? Yeah, sounds right. That stole staff from Valve, uh, Visceral, and... I'm sure all those guys were like, excellent career and irrational. Yeah. <laughs> and Irrational. Like, no, they did that after Dark Void shipped. Oh, so did they? Kim Swift. Oh. oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. Um, and then, uh, like, a visual design lead from Dead Space 1 and a designer from Bioshock all left and joined that studio. I wonder what they're going to put out next. Nothing with Capcom, though, because Dark Void did bad. Dark Void 2. Um, the darkest void. <laughs> the, a darker void <clears throat> than the last one. The game there that I played the most was uh, Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Um, so it's just called cross. It's not called Street Fighter versus Tekken. No, it's not called versus. And there's, I've, I realized why that is, um, because the versus games have a very particular sort of gameplay and aesthetic style to them. Mm-hmm. They're very over the top. They're very aggressive. Like true, not necessarily aggressive, but uh, just like yeah, outlandish and exaggerated. Yeah. Fast, fast. Like, and this is not those games. Like there's like no, Street Fighter. <clears throat> there's no down up to shoot up into the air. Mm-hmm. Like there's no like. 100 hit combo or whatever there's no screen filling special <laughs> effects like this is a more technical feeling fighter in the vein of street fighter 3 and street fighter alpha hmm. um uh one how did major, it play though it played really well actually one major <laughs> difference is that anything that knocks you into the air can now be juggled oh interesting uh also all of the tekken characters none of them are going to have new moves hmm. which means that none of them have a long range game and all of hmm. those characters have to get in close to fight Wow, that should be interesting. Uh, which changes the dynamic of the game because everyone's in the, each other's faces much more often. Mm-hmm. So close range combos are more of an issue. Throwing is more of an issue. Yeah, totally. Um, they have some serious balancing the, the serious balancing issues to do. Um, they've had what like almost twenty years to get the melee like the close combat melee characters in Street Fighter up to the point where they can stand on their own two feet against characters like Ryu, Ken, and Guile. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not there yet with anybody except for Kazuya and Nina. Mm. Um, Kazuya is the laser-eyed main character of Tekken, and Nina is the trashily attired like <laughs> prostitute assassin character, mm-hmm. like the blonde. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so originally when I jumped in, I was like, oh, cool, I'm going to pick Ryu and beat the crap out of Tekken characters because I hate Tekken. <laughs> uh, but eventually I thought, well, I should probably start using the Tekken character since I have to write about this for work. Mm-hmm. And so I selected Kazuya and Nina and really mm-hmm. enjoyed using them, actually. Cool. Um, Tekken characters don't have to use all six buttons. Hmm. They can just use the light and medium punches and kicks. Oh, they can wow. fight That's like you would fight in Tekken. Yeah. Uh but you can use the fierce and roundhouse punches and kicks to augment your abilities and do stuff. But you, it's just it's a risk. Like there are new moves that perform differently than what you what you expect. So is it a hmm. like Marvel versus Capcom where you have multiple characters and you switch you, them out? You pick two characters. Okay. Uh, and the way they're selling this is that it uh there are predetermined partners like story wise, hmm. like Ken and Ryu are partners and Kazuya and Nina they are sure partners. are. Marduk and King are partners. Uh, King is the dude with the lion mask, and no one knows mm. who Marduk is because Tekken has too many characters. <laughs> um, Chun Li doesn't have a partner right now. Uh, Abel and Guile are partners for whatever reason. 
Bob, the big fat orange shirted dude from Tekken Six, has no mm. partner yet, and he probably won't be because that guy's single forever. Um, Why he could have he could have Rufus as a partner. That's what I was thinking. The big fat. <laughs> they're not going to partner. Fighting. I don't think. I don't know that they're going to partner people from Street Fighter with Tekken characters. Uh, oh, because yeah, but they, they would be like the, the bad news bears. They'd no, be all but the there's, rejects. there's yeah. a story. Like there is a story about why Street Fighter is fighting Tekken. Yes, and like, there's a cinematic <laughs> trailer that sh- like Kazuya is the head of that corporation. And they're trying to capture Ryu and Anything use him for research. Taking taking the story seriously tells tells me they're going the wrong way. <laughs> I mean, it, there's been story heavy stuff in every Street Fighter game. There has been. It's totally true. I know, um, but that was Street Fighter on its own. Now they're it's crossing all it over ridiculous. So, I mean, again, one of the Remember reasons the it's giant not panda bear. <laughs> it's not Street Fighter versus Tekken because it's not a versus game, right? Uh, and another example of that is you pick two people, mm-hmm. but if either of your characters gets knocked out, you lose the round. Hmm. So mm-hmm. you can't pick Ken and Ray- Ryu and Ryu loses all his health and you've still got Ken. Mm-hmm. Like if you pick Ken and Ryu and Ryu gets the shit kicked out of him and you never use Ken, then you lose Can the Can you round. call in assists? Yes. Okay. Well, you don't call in assists. You basically... <clears throat> you, tag team, right? You hit the middle punch and kick to tag in. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're in the middle of a combo and do that they will run in and you can keep the combo going with them. But there's no... But it's not like in Marvel where you can just call in a guy <laughs> to just do an assist attack. No, it doesn't seem that way. It's mm. not like it's not that kind of game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not about covering ground from one side of the screen to the other like that. Mm. It's it's much more methodical. Um, but It's appropriate to the platform. I don't know. I, it, it's The Tekken characters are really easy to combo. Like I was doing six and seven hit combos with Kazuya pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, and they're unpredictable. Like Nina just reminds me of characters like Rose and Guy and Rolento and Sodom in the Alpha games because they played so differently from everyone else. They were much more thoughtful characters than Ryu, who's pretty direct, and Guile, who's a turtle and direct. You know, mm-hmm. like they just play differently and they play interestingly. And I like that because in Street Fighter Alpha, Guy was always my shit. Like yeah. I, I loved doing the flip over their fireball and doing the <laughs> the back the backflip backflip body slam or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was surprised by how well Tekken X Capcom or Capcom Street Fighter Cross Tekken. I'm just going to keep making that mistake, but it's yeah. only Street Fighter characters. <laughs> I always Tekken thought characters. it was just like a new Street Fighter with <clears throat> with Tekken characters Street Fighterized, basically. I mean, yeah. there's. They, it's got to be a little bit of that. Feel like they're really Street Fighter eyes so much as they're just fighting in two D and they're a little faster. Hmm. Um, but it plays really well. They just have some really serious balance considerations to make. That seems weird to me because, like, I I played Tekken very casually with my friends. I was never a fighting fan, but sidestepping was always a big part of my repertoire. Yeah, yeah. I don't, and I don't think there's any yeah. of that. Hmm. Um. But There's like, so many characters that like that's sort of a part of their moveset. And even with mm-hmm. with Kazuya and Nina, who are clearly the, the Tekken characters who have gotten the most tweaking, they're still not quite up to snuff. Like I I was playing downstairs in the lobby in the free play time, mm-hmm. and I took like six six matches consecutively, and then finally I picked Kazuya and Nina against someone using Ken and Ryu, mm-hmm. and I just could not compete. Mm-hmm. I fought them to a standstill for three rounds, but they, I, there just was no way for me to win mm-hmm. because they, Ken and Ryu, have such perfect a perfect combination of air superiority and long range game to keep yeah. the Tekken characters away. Right, right and right. I mean Ken and Ryu both have good in close. Well, if anybody combat. knows how to make a fighting game 
balance with things that seem like they shouldn't balance. It's Capcom. Right. Hopefully. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the hope. Yep. Um, what else? Uh, I didn't really play anything else there. I mean, they announced mm. Street Fighter, Super Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition, mm-hmm. but I didn't play that because it's out in like a month and a half. Right. Uh, I This week I've been playing Section 8 Prejudice, which I can't say very much about other than to say for a $15 game, it looks an awful lot like a retail game from a couple years ago. Which it was a couple of years ago. <laughs> right. um, it does seem like some of the Unreal Engine 3 engine improvements that we've seen this year are in there. Like, there's some mm. really cool lighting and very impressive, like, there's a very impressive sense of scale. Oh, that's cool. A lot of parts, but I, like, the brain dead, the AI is kind of brain dead. Yeah. Um, and supposedly this one has a real campaign. That's what I've That heard. is what I'm playing mm. Uh, mm. right now. And then uh, also playing the Gears of War 3 beta, which is... I, I need to get that pretty cool uh need to get that i i i think i we talked about this last time but i think the gears of war 3 is significantly more fun and Mm -hmm. more refined multiplayer well yeah i mean that's all that we've seen at all but it's much more refined it controls better than any gears of war game has that's awesome and that's what i would expect two is an improvement over one three should be a couple things i've noticed in it that surprised me just like little nerd nerd out things Mm -hmm. as someone who played barely any of two and one Mm. man even things like the smoke grenade the smoke grenade now has like a huge explosion that goes along with it it does before it was like now it's like boom i mean you can it's well it's concussive it's a more too. offensive yeah. weapon than it used yeah. to be yeah and also tagging people with smoke grenade kill will kill them yeah see that was never uh, possible before it was just an insult it will, kill them, <laughs> it will kill them and disorient the rest of their team that have the misfortune of being around <laughs> them so and like if you're near it and you're holding a shield it makes you drop the shield or if you're holding a heavy weapon it makes you drop the heavy weapon yeah they just it, made it way more yeah, that, useful yeah they had that in the second one as well. Yeah, I think so. Oh, did they? That. Yeah, but was, not, was that added in? Was, power, was that? Yeah, is, I think they. You can kill people with smoke grenades if they were the already hurt. One. Was the concussive thing added into DLC where no, it I would make it you drop weapons? There. I don't remember no, yeah, making you drop I, weapons. I would use it regularly in Horde. Wow, it makes you drop weapons against I didn't know the, that. Um, the big guys. But it's it's a hell of a lot of fun. It looks great. Uh, I don't like uh, checkout the supermarket map because shotguns are just way overpowered mm. on that map. Right. Shotguns have a area of effect that is too big. Gotcha. And people are definitely doing the somersaulting, rolling into shotgun. Well, of course. Oh, the people that are playing right now are the people that played two a bunch. Well, no, the people that are playing right now are fucking developers, basically. Like there's like maybe a hundred two a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> so they were like, I love the shotgun roll. <laughs> like it's triple digits at most of people that are playing this game right now. Like mm-hmm. if any time I sign in, it's like, Oh, there are forty five people in matchmaking. Like mm-hmm. oh, okay. So I keep coming again, up against the same people. Shotgun right. roll is one of those things in Gears, though, that's like so... I don't know. It just seems Chicken like it's shit. so much part of the series, though. It's like everyone's, snaking in Mario Kart. Yeah, everyone's done it for so long. <laughs> Maybe it was especially bad today because the dedicated servers were down, so it was peer-to-peer. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely so they would just appear and you'd be like, why am I in pieces? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, uh, the new contractor at IGN, Peter, said that he was seeing some really serious lag mm-hmm. uh, peer-to-peer, which is sort of part of the course of Gears of War. But yeah. the dedicated servers this week have been good from what I've played. Cool. Um, dedicated servers are definitely something that game has needed for a long time. I will be playing live. By the time you hear this, I will have already played live streaming on Friday at IGN. 
So I'm trying, hoping that in the next day and a half that you don't even acknowledge exists, I will get better at the game. <laughs> but that's, that's pretty much it. Nice. Should we take a break? We're going to take a break and come back with your letters, sons of bitches. The first letter is from Kevin. It says, my name is Kevin and I love the podcast. I love that he writes out my name is Kevin. Yeah. Um, I was reading about Skyrim and I heard about their contest where you can name your child born on the release date, Dovakin. Turns out if you do this, you get a Steam code for all Bethesda's games past and future. So my question for you is, would any of you do this? Fuck no. For the no. Why, why do these pop up every now and then? Like, name your kid Turok, you know? Like... Dude, I can't yeah, believe that people still fucking fall for these bullshit PR you know stunts guy, that involve naming the, a goddamn I can't child. More people don't fall for these stunts. Here, here's here's <laughs> how I I would do it if I was like one of those uh, Archon guys, right? What do you mean? That documentary Ar- Darkon. Darkon. Oh, Darkon. You know. Oh. It, like he, like the main character that had kids, and the kid was way into nerd shit. So it's like I don't think that kid would matter if he's Dovakin. <laughs> Ah, oh, Jesus Christ! I'm not. I'm not opposed to people naming their children unique and odd names, but don't do it after a video game just so you can get some free shit. Jesus Christ! Just no, the answer is fucking no. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. That's a good. Good question, though. Yep. Um, the next letter is from John, and he says, "I can't believe you guys have already covered 100 episodes. I know Yay. with game clubs, it's been much more." But we're talking main episodes. I've been listening for a while, blah, 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 blah. A question for you guys. What has been your favorite thing about doing the show? And one for Arthur. I just finished Enslaved on 360 and was wondering if you ever checked out the DLC. Uh, I didn't play the DLC. I didn't do the DLC because it came out at the worst possible time they could have released DLC. When did it come out? I'm pretty sure that was like like late November, mid-December or something like that. Right. It's like, hey guys, here's all this stuff, and we got some DLC too. <laughs> what was a DLC? I actually don't even know what Pigsy's it was. Pigsy's Perfect Ten. Yeah, it was a story mm. about Pigsy. Ah, uh, okay. Building a fleshlight. Is it really? It's he's making like a love bot. Oh. Uh, uh, so what's everyone's hence favorite? the Perfect Ten favorite part about doing this show? My, I think my favorite part is that uh, you guys feed me food every time I come over. Right. That's definitely my favorite part. I would say it's Matt using our bathroom, not knowing that there's been a camera in there for two years. <laughs> and me and Arthur watching those videos Fuck. after you leave every day. Ah. <laughs> or I did know. That would explain the performances. <laughs> but that sort of ties into what actually is my favorite thing, is that I get to hang out and talk games with my friends. That's the That's the best thing about this show. Agreed. Yeah. Um, hanging out with my I like, I like it's the money yeah. actually <laughs> kind of I like a lot of the stuff we talk about before we record 
yeah that's we do we yeah stuff. yeah we do talk about stuff that we can't talk about on that's air good for shit. for business reasons that's the good shit. or just because we don't like you <laughs> that's true too yeah just so that we can taunt you with it on air bleeping things is my favorite part of the podcast <laughs> uh, editing in, in fact guess what motherfuckers info. you have no idea what i just said <laughs> <laughs> He was talking about <laughs> Portal. So the next letter is from John. Another John, but this one without an H because his parents were assholes. <laughs> um, a couple months ago, I wrote a letter to you guys asking which skateboarding game I should get between Skate and Tony Hawk. Well, I got Skate 3 for Christmas and oh, I was good. super excited. Unfortunately, I just couldn't get used to the controls. I tried for a couple weeks to get used to them, but I just never could. Sadly, I realized I wouldn't be able to enjoy the game like I had imagined. I'm primarily a PC gamer, so I don't play PS3 much, which probably has a lot to do with it. Mm. So my question is, have any of you had a game you were really excited to play, but controller issues tainted or ruined the experience? Uh, Layer? Layer? That's one of them. Yeah, Layer was the game. That was infamous. I mean, that was like a PS3 launch. And it was made by the guys who made all the Rogue Squadron games. It was not a PS3 launch game. Okay, oh, sorry. It came out like six... Like oh, after, oh like I thought the you summer said, yeah. after it came out. I thought you said layer, Man, like a are, Photoshop layer. There are so many like layer. PS3 games that they showed in the summer of 2006 and at E3 of 2006 that people just for some reason in their mind think, oh, that was a launch game, right? Yeah. No. PS3 had shitty launch games. It really did. Yeah, man, Layer was one of those ones I wanted to be good because yeah. it was from the Rogue Squadron guys. Like, yeah, I never, I never played it because everybody told me it was so bad. Resistance was the standout PS3 launch game. True. That is true. We we talked about it. We talked about it. Uh, my game a little bit on the way up here. What was that Stardock game? Uh, oh, Elemental. Elemental. But that wasn't oh. a control issue though, as much as that shit just being broke. Broke as fuck. <laughs> Arthur's had control issues, maybe with some games that don't allow him to customize the controls. Right. I mean, yeah. Fucking Ubisoft shooters, or not all Ubisoft shooters. Every Ghost Recon game. Uh, this generation has had kind of fucked control customization. Doesn't um, doesn't let you flip the the sticks. Yeah, and some game like Borderlands wow. did this, where Borderlands would let you. This is this is about as much of a pet peeve as games that won't let you flip the sticks. For mm-hmm. me, is a game that will only let you flip the sticks and the triggers together. Oh right, Borderlands did this. Oh, that's fuck you, up. Randy Pitchford. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to shoot with the left trigger. <laughs> and actually, Section Eight does that, and it makes me so mad. Oh yeah, that that's gotta it's be just really annoying. fucking lazy. I don't understand why you would do it that way at all. Actually, um, but yeah, I can't actually think of a game that I've been like really disappointed with I tend to play only a lot of games of with typical def- defaults so for me it's never the hard and something like skate I didn't have a problem with using like the stick to do this kind of snapping motions to do mm, the tricks no, me either me either like I'm sure that if I oh, thought Killzone 2 kind of Killzone 2 felt that way to you like the controls just weren't very mm. good well, I never played Killzone 2 it really? is how I've yeah really never played it it's how I feel like a lot like when I play like Crisis or any kind of first person shooter on the PC because I'm just I'm I'm not yet to the level uh, right. that I am yeah, on an actual controller. Yeah, that makes sense. Um Andy writes in and he said uh he says well he talks a lot about our show and then he says how was it, Anthony, when you were tasked in picking the comments for Arthur to respond to in his review of Crisis 2 and IGN's comment comeback? Like wading through a sewer? Yeah, was, <laughs> I, I, I read through about like like 2,000 comments between the three articles. And it, 
it sucks. It's like demoralizing and fucking you can't mm-hmm. walk out of it without feeling terrible. But mm-hmm. uh, he also says, will you ever get Phil or Nick back on the show? And I will say in all likelihood, no. Phil lives in Minnesota. Yeah. And works Nick, for Game Informer now. And Nick has, uh, I think, work obligations that don't allow him. Yeah. Yeah. Nick is not allowed. L- yeah. Like Nick. Nick is not allowed to be on podcasts talking about games anymore. He can be on podcasts and talk about other stuff, but he can't talk about games. Yeah. So in all likelihood, no. Yeah. Which um, is unfortunate. And I mean, then, let's not say no. They will never be on again. He says... Ever- but let's not say that? No, let's say that because that is oh. the truth. Ever yeah. considered doing a video episode since the fine folks over at Area 5 are permanent guests? Uh, Who's there? The fine folks at Area Five are really busy. Who's that? <laughs> yeah, not to, not to mention, I don't know. Would you really want to see this? I don't think so. I had thought about talking to you guys about doing a video episode for 100, but there's just too much shit going on right now. To I think dedicate a, that kind of time. I do think a video episode would be fun to do if We'd we could actually do it in a different location or clean our living room. Yeah, well, cleaning your living room might be a nice for a change. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> no, it would be cool though. Like a different. Uh, we Thanks could, for the we could bring food. the show to you guys, film it at your place, and make it easier on you. I don't know. I think maybe you know people might actually be interested to see that you know it really is just filmed in a freaking living room. You know, That's like true. there's there's nothing really that special about it other than the fact that the audio gear yeah, is. They got to see the tough it out. Two thousand eight t shirt we stare at <laughs> <laughs> every day, every damn episode. Okay, the next letter is from Lindsay. And she says, and she she points out in the first letter, as you can imagine, that I'm a chick. <laughs> uh, there are male Lindsays. Yes, I was I'm say. also 28, so I'm not one of those high school babies. I've been listening since <laughs> episode one. Uh, so she says, uh, anyways, on to the important stuff. I love your show. I even like the relationship letters. And she says this in cap blocks, by the way. Arthur is my favorite. Nice. And that reminds me, in response hey, to Lindsay, the baldness I, query, I just want to say, Arthur's my favorite too. And that he reminds me, me, in response to the baldness query a few weeks ago, as a damn cute twenty-year-old girl, as a damn cute twenty-year-old girl, I can second the notion that any girl worth your time does not care if you are balding; just own it. Exactly. Um, yeah. So. Word to that. I, yeah, uh, man. I saw a guy on the bus today that Why was not owning. His baldness. Because he was you're not favorite. And it's oh, nice God. to see a letter that gives you some love. Instead of the usual. <laughs> Instead of the usual. <laughs> Who is this fucking asshole? Who does he think he is? And besides, she rode in for the happy 100th. So. Oh. Yeah. The only, the only thing that I don't like about Arthur is his disdain for iPhone games. Lindsay, send pictures. Of Arthur. No, of yourself. No, of Arthur to Why Arthur. Not? Show Arthur what you love about him most. Oh, God, don't do that. Draw <laughs> Arthur. <laughs> Draw pictures of Arthur. Fan art. That's um, what That's what your website is missing. That's what Eat Sleep art. Game is missing is right. fan art. Not a good comment well, system. You said draw Arthur. I pictured art. Arthur as a drawbridge. <laughs> what? Turn my crank, Lindsay. Yeah. Uh, like Turn Family it. Guy style. Yes, let's take one of the only Kyle, women who've ever written it Kyle in and sexually harassed her. And he says, she uh, is not the only woman that's ever written it in. I said one of. Okay. Kyle writes in and he says, uh, he wanted to thank us for the podcast. And then he says, I met Anthony and Tyler at PAX 2009 and they were very nice. And he calls us celebrities and I was about to call <laughs> bullshit on that. <laughs> yeah. But he even says, don't even try and say you weren't celebrities. We're not, though. You pretty <laughs> yeah. much just did, though. 
You did naysay him. I do naysay, though. Yeah. And seemed genuinely pleased. Okay, so anyways, Anthony even complimented my long hair and my shirt. Nice. I, I don't remember doing that. Um, but I'm sure you had <laughs> lovely hair. But he, And then at the very end... He, Was it luxuriant? At the very end, he says, I love you, Arthur. And <laughs> some love. All the Arthur love for the 100th episode. It's appropriate. Um... Uh, poor Christian writes in and says, do, do you have a top five best Android games? <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're all variations of Angry Birds <laughs> and game dev hey, story. Wait, Matt, weren't you telling me on Android, like Google Maps is really good or something? There are good game, applications. Though. Like yeah, There are there's like, plenty of applications on Android that actually work a little better than they do on Yeah, iPhone. Google Maps yeah. is one of them. Yeah. You just it, don't what, care about any of them because they're not games. What about the whole Google <laughs> suite, like Google Docs? The uh, the integration with Google accounts is fantastic on Android devices. See, there you go. Yeah, like, it's awful on iPhone. You will never lose a phone number again once you have an Android device because it mm-hmm. syncs your contacts list with your Gmail account. Oh, well, you can do that on the iPhone. But, I mean, like the... The one thing that like iPhone definitely lacks is there's no Google, there's no good Google Apps app. Outlook is really good on Android too, like for oh, nice. like Outlook for Exchange yeah. specifically. Like it'll, if you're typing in a name, it'll start searching the Exchange databases. Cool. Jesus writes in, and he says, <coughs> uh, "I'm a 31 year old Mexican guy living in Orange County." And quickly joining the hairline club. <laughs> um, he says, it's happening rather quick. Shave that shit. Since yeah. documented evidence proves this occurrence wasn't present just last year. Yeah. I want to shave my head uh-huh. to avoid all the awkwardness. But as a Mexican dude, I fear I will be confused for your local neighborhood cholo. It's a real concern <laughs> since I live in the barrio and I visit my parents who still live in South Central where I grew up. Uh, and I don't want to be confused by actual cholos here, or the cops. Well, it's also a concern since I work in sales, and it might affect how uptight I would say. I would say don't view me. Yeah, I would say just don't shave it all the way down. Like leave some. You know? I don't think that makes a difference. I, I, it I, does. I don't think it matters at all. Here, here's the thing: going bald. It's like it's like when you buy a certain type of car, then you start noticing that type of car everywhere. You start noticing like, wow, there are actually a lot of guys that are straight up bald (laughs) and there are a lot of guys that don't realize or refuse to accept that they are bald yes Um, don't be one of those i don't think definitely shave that shit i mean if do you have neck tattoos yeah exactly on your knuckles yeah like you have a tear tattoo in that case we understand the concern (laughs) but otherwise i don't think there is one yeah i yeah, I don't think that. But, you know, not, but none sure of us know have what ever... colors you're wearing in which neighborhood, and you should be fine. Yeah, but none of us have ever lived in the barrio, though. Like, we, don't know, I, we don't know what it means I to have a I am from an overwhelmingly Hispanic area. I've, the town I'm from has one of the largest Hispanic gangs in California. Right. So, in fact... Yeah, but you're white. <clears throat> right. Quite that white. doesn't mean that I wasn't surrounded by Mexican dudes for my entire, like, first time. Yeah, but, I mean, the, the point is, like, if you shave your head, nobody's going to go, oh, look, there goes the trouble. No, they're going to think I'm a skinhead. Well, Because there's also a large white supremacist movement in this, in Southern California. Right. True. So, uh, Glad I lived in Huntington Beach. I love how people sometimes say that they have a question, and then they don't have a question. <laughs> I have a question. Here's a statement. Yes. Um, uh, I have a question that ends with a period. <laughs> Wow, a lot of people wrote some of these letters. I appreciate everyone that wrote in, like Alex, 
or Dave. Are they just, is it just dick and, sucking? Yeah, like, because they're like, congrats on episode 100. We got a lot of those. And that's awesome. That's awesome. I appreciate that. I totally. appreciate that too, you know? <laughs> it's like to the point where we could just like make up names like, thanks, Charlie. Steve, <laughs> Alex, Dave. These are all Let's real names. Let's get multicultural. Thanks, um, Seba- Sebastian. And since you're not actually opening the letters, Kevin, somebody, I am. somebody's probably like, don't read my name. Kevin says, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> the one guy that wrote it, there's one guy that did write in this week who said, read my name. None of my friends listen. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kevin. And maybe you should fix name, that. He, Kevin from name. Florida wrote in, he says, uh, Rebel FN has always been like a good shit. <laughs> <laughs> the kind of shit that feels relieving That's and you're glad you it happened. Here. Just wanted to give a quick thanks to the two hours of joy you guys bring. To trillions of people each week. <laughs> it's been a pleasure to hear Arthur hate iPhone games. Tyler hate and then like people with foreskin. <laughs> Matt, Matt and Ryan start Area Tyler 5. And Anthony's cat be a bitch. <laughs> so that also nice. today. Um, we didn't get that. That was part of the lost introduction to the podcast, wasn't it? What was? Your cat. Oh, yeah. Terrorizing the, the cat, cat terrorizing your cat. Yeah. Uh, Tom's his name is his name's Tom and he says I'm writing from Latvia. Nice. And he says uh he wanted to thank us in his own language. So he says uh at episode. I don't think that's what it <laughs> I don't says. think that's what he said. Tyler read that. Let me see. <laughs> okay. Asbevchu Simtaja episode <laughs> what i said no i love what you said I it could not be more different from what you said but you know what fact. i bet still what i said and what anthony said is still would not be understood by latvians exactly no, yeah. Yeah. but, but still... how fucking awesome is it that somebody listens in latvia that's really cool that yeah. is fucking cool i would love i really want to visit thanks tom um devin who i think he's written several times before Mm-hmm. Um, so he says he just wants to know if if we'll be able to see him for PAX in August. Who knows? Oh, that's probably Davin. And yes, D E V O N. Oh no, no a different it's not, guy. It's, it's not Davin. I would recognize mm-hmm. Davin Low. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> um, we, uh, we all want, but I, yeah, I'm definitely Shit. going to PAX Prime. I won't miss it. So I just wanted to give a quick correction for myself from last week. Arthur, you weren't here for this, <laughs> so. He says, I was catching up. Or no, no, you were here for this. It was episode 98. I heard Anthony say that there were no Jedi healers and that they used droids and back to tanks. And I wanted to let you know that that is not true. <laughs> there are Jedi healers, Silgal, which you can find. There's C-I-L-G-H-A-L, one of the most prominent in recent times. So, <laughs> one of the most prominent. <laughs> That's what you got for getting a Star, a Star Wars fact wrong. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. I love one of the most prominent in recent times. Like it was, you know, happened in the 90s. <laughs> Jedi of the year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jedi 500. George from Germany also wrote in. Nice. Also congratulating us for 100 episodes. What? what? And he says, I also wanted to state that you've made me almost break up with my girlfriend twice times now. <laughs> <laughs> she hates that I take comments and views from a video game podcast oh. for real and try to apply them to our relationship. She is right. She is absolutely right. God damn it. Maybe you should break up with her. <laughs> That's right. Oh. Guy's girlfriend. Sorry. Oh, man. <laughs> Don't sorry. get in the way of our love. I'm sorry. Don't ever listen to us. Yeah, I'm starting. I'm starting to feel like uh, Walter at the end of Breaking Bad season two. 
How about you not talk about that? I won't. I'll leave it at that. I'm leaving it at that. That's my... Um, so a lot of people wrote in about the whole military thing about what, what person yeah. can have, blah, blah, blah. Oh yeah. Good stuff. Oh, man, those guys stuff. have, like, I didn't hear this question, but I saw someone answer. So I figured you said something like do military dudes have a ton of games. No, no, no. It, we, it, we totally said they have a ton of games. What we told them though, is that if you're on a boat, you're not going to be able to bring a console. That's you're, not true. You're gonna, no, no, no. We didn't tell them that. We said that we didn't know and that we were, we wanted other people, people, but, but a lot of people, military people to write in and true, let though, us know. A lot of people did say that, uh, that a lot of times you, it depends that you can't have a console and sometimes that that's why a lot of times they use handhelds and laptops instead hmm. because, but they, this is what, uh, Ryan writes in and he says, uh, boot camp, as you pointed out, it's pretty obvious. You can't have games and consoles, right? You can't. Um, all you need once you leave boot camp though, is you need the money to pay for the TV and an interconnection, internet connection in the barracks room. And you can have any console you want. That's true hmm. on the boat. It's not necessarily true because the TVs are for communal use and whatnot. Hmm. So that's a lot harder, which is why a lot of people wrote in and said that they use laptops and handhelds or go anytime you want. Oh, uh, okay. So, cool. You know, Navy's kind of particularly hard about that because you don't really have a place you can keep your own personal TV if you're at yeah. sea. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, but yes, everyone says no fucking video games at boot camp. Pretty much unanimous. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, just watch Full Metal Jacket. (laughs) Come to that conclusion real quick. I mean, yeah, they don't. You're not supposed to go there and have fun at night. It's not like at the end of the day, (laughs) man, that was intense military training. Now I'm just gonna fuck off with some Halo. Yeah, (laughs) that is the break you down. Yeah, Um, break you down so they can build you up. So when shit starts shooting at you, you don't run. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay. Shane from Limerick, Ireland. We're getting a lot of international nice. people today. Yeah. He says... Limerick. Right, let's come up with one. That's what, Limerick. <laughs> he says, I've played all the best games out there, and I find it hard to keep an interest in gaming. This has been amplified more in the last two months as I've started going out with someone. Now I find it really hard to dedicate time to games, and I don't miss them. Have any of you ever had this happen to you? Yep. Sure. And he also and says at the very end, we love you, Arthur. He doesn't call it anyone else, but he also calls out you again. This is the, the Arthur Love Week. Yeah, exactly. Damn. All we had to do is point out that it's 100 episodes. All I had to do was like, fly Arthur. away for a week, and all of a sudden people tell me they like me. Yeah, it was I a real was he, more often. Was I know. It was a really, really shitty show last week. Did it even right, go guys. up on iTunes? Everyone was like, <laughs> it, it, it did. <laughs> I pinged iTunes so many times with the code <laughs> Nick Sutner sent me. So I'm going to say Nick is still sabotaging us. There, Nick, dude, you're using did you talk the about on PSN laptop games? mic. No. <laughs> oh, that's why. You didn't talk about any PSN games. There you go. Yeah. Um, Fucker. Or pretentious cinema. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I love uh, you too. Incapacitated writes in, although your name is Jason, according to your email. So, uh, Maybe he's incapacitated. I actually have a gaming question for you. Here it is. Wait, what about the? We didn't say anything did, at all. Did you guys respond to the dude about? I, I know. I was just thinking, like, did we answer the interesting guys? games? No, we didn't actually. Uh, man, I just totally get lost. I, I mean, well, it's we, never we, happened to me. Yeah, I've, I've lost interest naturally. I wouldn't say that I was like, I don't want to play games anymore. Mm. It was just like. I never took games seriously in my life until, like, after college. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, there's definitely been times in my life where, like, my gaming has, it's never gone away completely, but there have definitely been times where there's a lot of other stuff going on in my life, and I just haven't been able to play them, and I kind of don't think, like, 
oh my god I'm missing out on so much it's just sort of other things take priority my interest in games waned a lot in high school oh really For, yeah mm-hmm. and, I, and I mean immediately following high school like yeah the uh well brought you honestly back. like the the sort of era between like the the PlayStation and the Dreamcast like I was out like I'd play fighting games and stuff mm-hmm. with my friends mm-hmm. and just some games sometimes but mm-hmm. But it wasn't until like the Dreamcast that I got back into games, and then there was like another year and a half period after the Dreamcast sort of tanked, where I was like, eh. "Yeah, I've always had a console around or a PC or both." Um, but it really wasn't until, uh, yeah, I was gonna say it wasn't until my later adult life that I really bought, spent a lot of money on games. So that's kind of not true. <laughs> I mean, the three the three sixty era is definitely the like the point where it went into overdrive. Yeah, for, like to, I bought more 360 games than every other game for every other system combined. Mm. See, I've 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 always like my entire life since I was born been into gaming. You know, mm-hmm. I had an older brother. Yeah, but um, my dad used to take us to arcades. For me, the phenomenon I I feel more is that like I, I have a craving, like I do want to play games, but like I'm kind of bored of all the games that I currently have, like like oh first world <laughs> problems, you know. Yeah. <laughs> another Fightcoin. thing. Com. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Another thing is like uh, I backpacked through Europe for three months, and I remember like one of the very first things I wanted to do when I get back was like, where's my EGM? Like, or <laughs> actually, where's my EGMs? Yeah. I had three of them, you know. And it's like, fuck, I need the news. Where? Give, no, get, give me time in the bathroom. Yes, that was like one thing. I wish there was a way they could have mailed them to me during. <laughs> and when I went backpacking, this was in like '98. I went for like four months, so you know about the same amount of time period, and like totally didn't miss gaming at all. Like I was so wrapped up in the the trip or whatever. It, I didn't it's think hard anything to about miss it. it. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to miss it. Yeah, exactly. And that, yeah, I haven't had a lot of time to actually play games that weren't for work for the last three months. Mm, that makes a difference, and too. And it's not going to get any better anytime soon. No. We're actually entering the period where stuff is getting much more stressful. Yeah. There's like an E3, a pre-E3 event every week or, <laughs> or four mm-hmm. uh, through June starting now, starting yep. this week. Totally true. Like last week, there was a Capcom event. This week, there was a THQ event, an EA event, event, a Bethesda event, Mm -hmm. um, a Nintendo event, something else, too. Um, Um, So what was the one you were going to read? So I'm going to read this one. I'm having trouble loading more emails, but I thought this this week, since it's episode 100, it would be very uh, good for us to end with a relationship letter for our last (laughs) letter, just because it's one of those things that developed. Yeah. Um, Harold writes in, and he says, I wrote to Rebel FM a while back about the use of the R word, and I appreciate your effort to reduce on the show. Give props to Arthur for standing up to Scott Bromley a few weeks back about the use of the word. Anyways, oh, that's funny, because someone else totally bitched me out for, for letting it happen. Anyways, a bit <laughs> of an update. Scott does abuse that word. When I wrote before, he and he abuses on the GameSpy show all the time, too. Mm. When, I wrote, work. when I wrote before, I believe I mentioned I was working as a teacher's aide in an autistic pre-K class. Well, this year I'm teaching a class of my own, blah, blah, blah. I just bought a house of my own. There's only one thing missing, and that's why I'm writing you. He says, as I also (laughs) said in my previous email, I have Asperger's. Hmm. I wanted to know if you had any advice on how I could meet women. I have trouble reading body language, which which is a common part of having Asperger's. Yeah. So I don't know how I'm coming across. So, questions. How do I overcome my shyness and talk to a woman? And how do I know she's interested? Oh, man. I'm not saying that people with Asperger's have a psychological problem. But what mm-hmm. I am saying 
is that it might be worth talking to a professional or a therapist about this sort of thing to help yeah. you learn how to deal with that. Definitely. Th- uh, therapy, you know, think of it as like the dentist of your mind. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And if this is something you have and you might have some sort of medical condition that makes that worse, there's no reason that you couldn't work on that. Totally. And like maybe there are probably Asperger's support groups. Totally. Like, you, and a therapist might be able to hook you up with that. Well, and, and like then, it may sound it may sound weird, uh, but online dating I mean, like a the the a really big bonus to being able to fill out a profile is you can say right there, you know, that you have Asperger's. I mean, it presents its own challenges. It does. Online dating definitely presents its own challenges. But I'm saying that like it's a way for you to get it out there in front and sort of use it as a uh, uh, use it as a calling mechanism to get rid of anybody who would have a problem with that before you even right. have to bother talking to them. But I think mm-hmm. I think still therapy. Yeah, absolutely. And support groups. Well, the best you know, ones. and I, well, one, you know, also, you know, a lot of people say a lot of gamers tend to be, you know, in that kind of spectrum. Like it can, you know. Uh, That's a chicken or the egg kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. But 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 what I'm saying is he, he's he's almost in a, a good sort of um, uh, social group in the first place. You know, he might he could find a gamer with like interests and stuff, you know, um uh, and 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 I'm also just thinking of how I I just watched a Beautiful Mind recently, which is the story of John Nash, which is like a uh, a game theorist, and he he had actual schizophrenia. He didn't have uh, Asperger's, but he had tr- trouble interacting too, and it was just kind of interesting the way uh, he courted his wife. Hmm. Um, but yeah, Did you know that. Her? Huh? Did he kidnap her? <laughs> no, no, no. He, it, 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 it was just like everything had to be. He had to be really direct. Like he had to like state things almost like in equa- in, in equation form. And I mean, mm. some women are yeah. totally fine with that. And that yeah, might be yeah. What you need is like someone that's mm-hmm. direct and okay with you being direct. Yeah, I mean, like if you don't want to do the online dating, sometimes it just involves going up to somebody and telling them that you're attracted to them and you would like to date them. There you go. Or how about we have coffee sometime? Well, that's like, what I meant by, yeah. Um, so what that's Matt it. Said. That was 100 episodes plus. Don't you feel cheated? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next time, pay us money and we'll do a better one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Anthony Gallegos. You can find me at Twitter at Chuff Money. You can find Tyler Barber. At Dirty Tea, like the drink. You can find Matt Chandrenay at Talking Orange. And you can find Arthur at A-E-G-I-S. Uh, you can send in your own letters to letters at eat-sleep-game.com. And uh, beyond that, I don't know. Don't ever listen to us for advice with your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in Germany. We don't know anything about your girlfriend.
for them? Yes. Like, you know, like you put it in there so that there's something for you to actually hump against. <laughs> um, and I was joking with Charles that would, like he just bought this crazy ass computer. And I was like, dude, it should just have a flashlight slot in there. So after you're like, I fucking love this computer. Because <laughs> you're supposed to heat them before use, too, and the right, case would right. keep it warm. <laughs> you can sit there and bang out on your computer. Dude. I love it. I suppose that'd be a way to ground yourself by before going inside. So. Unless you're already inside. All right. Well, we're recording. Uh, oops. I dropped my Right now, Again. Yes.